It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. I have no idea what you're talking about. I thought you were saying Inspector Man and then just saying Inspector Gadget wrong. What yeah, is, what, I did too. Man? No, Inspector Man. You guys nope. never heard of this? Nope. nope. It was like the most craziest shit ever, right? It was about this dude that was an alien that was sent to planet Earth to help us fight pollution. And he Captain was like, Planet. No. With your powers combined. There was Spectre, man, would have beat the shit out of Captain Planet. Speaking <laughs> of Captain Planet, we're talking today about the 19, what was it, 86? No, 1984 Night of the Comet. And the little girl at the end, Sarah. Right. She was the voice of, I can't remember her name, but the the, the Asian character from Captain Planet. Captain Planet still sucked, dude. I didn't no, like no, and this was this was the only live action role she ever had. Everything else she was she had a long career in voiceover and cartoons and stuff like that. And just as a kid in this movie, Night of the Comet, 1984, PG 13 film. I don't know they had PG 13 in 1984. Anyways, this is the only live action role she ever did. Oh wow, that's pretty remarkable. But yes. I'm gonna tell you this right now. If I had like the rings from Captain Planet, I had all of them. I would take them all together and I would take the heart one and I would just shoot it and destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> they needed another ring. <laughs> you can't destroy it because it's like Thanos is like, like the infinity stones. You need all of them to create the man. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I, much I, I hate heart. <laughs> I, I, heart. I, I, know you're, I know you're just messing with me. What the heart? Yeah. Heart was the weakest one of the bunch, dude. They tried this to pull his true. ass this up. Is, this is true. Right? Come on, that's nothing like Spectre, man. Come on, dude. He fought some real monsters, man. He fought some real monsters. Like what? Like corporate did. entities? No, man. Like freaking monsters made out of pollution. Hardcore monsters, dude. You gotta look it up. And it was that giant. And they had like a really great theme song too. It's like Spectre, man. Dude, man. Nope. Can't do it. That's okay. Can't do it. Well, that's all right. I know the pop people out there with me. I know there's people <laughs> out there that used to watch that when they were a kid. I'm not. Say, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with watching it back in the day. I'm just saying now, can't do it. I could understand that. I mean, it's like if you like Godzilla and stuff like that. If you used to watch those type of movies, those monster yeah. movies back in the day, then this would appeal to you because it was live action like that. Oh man, with man in suit. Yeah. Oh. His, okay. Yeah, dude. He's not gonna change buckle. my mind, but okay. He had a bell buckle that looked like back in the day we used to have those uh sock holders that were round, and you could he had one of those, so you lost could, like, all your audio like, cobweb. What? Can't hear you, bro. I can hear him. Can you hear me, Josh? Y'all can't hear me now. I can hear you. I can. I can hear, hear cobweb. Yeah. What movie are we doing today? Can't hear you. Night, night of the comet. Man, Deb, you know, you know Hold what? On. Let me see if I can hear the intro. Warning: 
This podcast is about. So I couldn't hear the intro. I'm going to reboot the soundboard as the intro is going. I'll be right back. All right. Okay. All right. Warning. This podcast is about the horror genre, specifically horror films. As most horror movies are filled with coarse language, violence, and or gore, the topics and language of the cast of the pod will also reflect the genre. If you have any issues with the aforementioned warnings, please press stop. However, if you have no issue with adult language, movie violence, or the accoutrement that accompanies horror films, please feel free to continue. You have been warned. Can you hear us? No. No. How you guys doing today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. You know, I'm feeling a little off right now because, you know, Josh is like really on a different level right now. I mean, he like started the show. I'm on a new level. Right. I thought it was like my job, you know, to start the show and now he's starting the show without me asking him to start the show now well that was because i, don't... I couldn't hear look now i'm just gonna be a floating head <laughs> that's a good one bro that's a good one you do like a floating head that's awesome that that is a great effect oh man we all got to do that one day we all got to be floating heads <laughs> i didn't realize that i look i got beans on my shirt from earlier you got yeah, beans on your shirt. shirt. Beans, beans on your on shirt. shirt. You got beans on your shirt. Hey. Beans on your shirt. Get it. Mm-hmm. Man, this is beautiful today. What movie are we supposed to be doing again? Night, Night of the, the Comet. This was a movie? Who requested this? Me. That oh, was no. me. That was Deb? Yep. Okay. okay. This movie I used to, when I owned... When it came out, when it came out on cable, I used to watch it all the time. And I did not know that it was considered a comedy horror, but I yeah. didn't see any comedy. Really? I mean, there was parts that were funny, but I mean, not enough to be where it's a comedy horror. <laughs> Even That's by only... 1984 standards. By 84 standards? It's 84 yeah. standards. Let me tell you something right now. They had a lot of comedy in this movie because it was a lot of funny, but it was not a lot of horror. I would say it was more funny than it was horror. All right. So it's a com a comet wipes out most of the life on Earth, leaving two valley girls fighting against cannibal zombies and a sinister group of scientists. Directed by Throm Eberhardt, written by Throm, stars Catherine Mary Stewart. Kelly Maroney and Robert Beltran. Yeah. Yeah. So did you recognize <laughs> Kathy Catherine Mary Stewart? Nope. It was the girlfriend from The Last Starfighter. Oh wow. You went there. The yeah. Last Starfighter was like awesome. And she she really came up. I I've got a very straight. Or did you do the last starfighter first? They're right around the same exact time. Oh, wow. She put in that work. Last Starfighter was really good. I don't think she could have messed that up. 
I, I've got a a funny feeling. I've got a feeling that um, we're gonna have varying opinions when it's calculator of doom time. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm all, all I'm a hunch. All keep, listen, I'm trying to keep my opinions to myself. Why? That's it's what we're review. all. This is all. Is, this is what the podcast is all this about. Is what we do. <laughs> No, I just, I just wanted to unravel, you know, because I've been listening to what Josh has been saying, you know, how we get into a lot of discussions about these podcasts, these movies, and we're not giving them sometimes the full justice that they need to be given, you know, to our fans, you know. True. And, and you guys, and I know Deb really enjoyed this movie, and this was something that, she, as she said, she listened to her childhood. I think that we need to, like, let's do this mug, like, old school. Like, we need to, like, dive into this little bit like this so I can tell you how I really feel about this movie. Okay. All right, scene so picture scene. Uh oh, <laughs> I don't know if we can do a scene by scene because I don't remember all the shit from this movie. I know, go ahead. We but, but oh, so Beltran, did you recognize him? No, it's Commander oh, Chicote from Star Trek Voyager. He had the wait. tattoo on his face before Mike Tyson did. Oh, okay. Did you watch Star Trek? That's Voyager. Not last Voyager, no. Star Trek. Voyager. I mean, this Star Trek Voyager. No. Was he in anything else, Josh? Yeah, he, he was in Nixon. He was in Bugsy. He was in Night of the Comet. Okay. He was in, yeah, he was in big, a lot of stuff. Repo well, Chick, Cry as a Winged Serpent. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. And I thought it would. Go ahead. What was you saying? No, go ahead. Go ahead. In this movie, there were a lot of actors that you would consider like B movies. I think the most ex the most experienced actor that lived out to this thing was the general on the other side, right? The guy yeah, that played yeah, he, him. I've seen him in a lot more movies than anybody else in this play. Yeah, he's been in tons of stuff. He he was uh, that's Jeffrey Lewis, Doctor Carter, right? And he got killed off in um, Devil's Rejects. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, he's a pretty yeah. good actor. He was in every which way but loose <laughs> with the orangutan and Clint Eastwood. Oh yeah! Right turn, Clyde. Oh wow! That's, you're taking it back, man. That was Ooh. his partner, right? Well, the other just floating hands. <laughs> right, that was him. Yeah, his right. partner. So I forgot about that movie. What? Every which way but loose. No, say it, cowboy. So, I'm trying to understand the comet was coming, right? Mm -hmm. It was Haley's comet. That's what I was going to say. Picture That's yourself. It's Haley's a... This was supposed to be Haley's comet? Do you remember yeah. back in the day when we were kids and Haley's comet came and people were, it's the end of the world. We're going to die. Yeah, I didn't that, even that... really care. I didn't even look at it. I was like, That's so when like... this movie came out. It really did? Yeah, you know, because I didn't even it wasn't even on my radar. I mean, like Haley's comment, I was like, come on, I got like other stuff to deal with, like Reaganomics and shit. <laughs> yeah, but we were kids back then, so hey. <laughs> I was a kid. <laughs> I didn't care about anything that happened around the world or whatever. So they made this movie. This movie came out in wow. 84. What? Nothing. 84? No, no, I'm I'm, I'm saying right now for Deborah, I'm backing you up here, Deborah. Don't be all like, "Wow, you're talking over." Because well, I was still talking. Oh, we'll continue. No, I'm, go I'm, ahead. 
No, I was saying the fervor for this movie came out. It came out in 84. The Haley's Comet fervor, the end of the world crazy people had already started because in 1986 is when it had its nearest approach to Earth. Yeah. Okay. April 11th, 1986. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, look at Independence Day. Look at all the people that were on top of the buildings and having parties because the spaceships came into the, and, you know, they were flying over us. Yeah. Yeah, that's what And that mean. was, like, way later after the Haley's Comet. And look what happened. I was outside my grandmother's house, my maternal grandmother's house, my abuela's house. And we were standing out there waiting to see what we could see. And it was funny because, like, one of my cousins was pregnant or something like that. She had to wear a key because you're supposed to wear a key during um, eclipses and shit like that. But she had one. On, well, yeah, whatever. And, yeah, we, we, we partied it out outside. There you yeah. go. There you go. I mean, look at people like Y2K or something like that. When they were thinking all the computers are going to go out, they were going like Y2K parties or something. Hey, but the, yeah, yeah. That's true, too. I don't know how many end of the, ends of the world my old ass has lived through so far. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you there's been a lot that we probably don't even know about, you know, that we don't really want to know that happened, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I want to find out why the fuck that dyslexic Mayan messed us all up and put the the end of the world being 2012 when it like the end of society started in 2021 dude i'm still through tripping over our thunder barbarian i know we're supposed to be all gone by now you know <laughs> thunder oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> hey you taking it back there man you taking it back there so i'm okay. on it so l- let's get into this movie it's about a girl and her a girl that was ahead of her time um this was definitely a don't be slut shaming movie don't be don't be body shaming don't don't be slut shaming people movie because she was making it with the guy for 15 bucks <laughs> in in the, the in the projection room but he wasn't giving her 15 bucks for doing that remember she said he was that. just giving her 15 bucks to hold the door open after yeah. they were making it for free yeah there, there were their words, not ours, making it. Yeah. Man. She said, do you know what that makes me look like if you give me $15 afterwards? She was like, you're supposed to give it to me ahead of time. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a point. And, and, and then a very her, point. Her, her cheerleader little sister's like, you're making it with all the guys that I want to get. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But but skipping the whole slut shaming thing because we are not slut shaming. We're not. We're just pointing out what in this movie they're trying to show as strong points. These were both very strong, independent ladies that knew how to use Uzis because they were trained by their tactical special forces father. Yeah, they were, were, the they were they? Were those Uzis? Were they Mac tens? They're Mac tens. They weren't Uzis. Yeah. Right. You hear this, ladies and gentlemen? We're talking about two girls that know how to use Mac 10s. They knew how to use Uzis. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You know, and they they knew how to defend themselves too. They did know how to defend themselves. They all did. What what's her name? Um, the main girl. She had that palm strike. That first zombie. Yep. Palm strike him in the face. Caught him in the throat. <sighs> Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> uh oh. Here we go. No, no, wait, 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 wait. You said you want to go scene by scene. Say, save it for a second. Just remember it. Remember this where we're at. This is the scene. Okay, this was a movie. Now I have, I have a count now, and I'm going to say two. Two. Now anything else after that, I'll let you know. Okay. Go ahead, keep it going. So the movie starts off with showing just what they're doing this evening, right? And mm-hmm. the older sister is making it with her friend Larry in the projection room that had to be happened to be made out of steel even though it had a wooden door but it was it was <laughs> made out of steel mm-hmm. and it also had the vent where they projected through i'm just saying and they had to be breathing air from somewhere i'm just saying because they pointed out later in the movie about vents but anyways um, yes. and then her little sisters at the party over in knots landing in the little cul-de-sac in the higher end middle class neighborhood of the eighties. And they're all out there with their curly bouffant hair. And, (laughs) and, you know, even though she's married to a special forces assassin trained under liver, she's messing with Biff from next door, man. You know, I'm going to just say, go ahead. ahead. I, I like the, the, um, her playing the video games and stuff like that. That was Regina. Cool. Yes. 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 And the, the, the boss is like, I don't pay you to do this. She's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Do, do, do. Just still playing the video games. And then she, <laughs> the, speaking of which, we'll get to that in a second. Remind me about the video games. No, but I just want a word of advice. My sage, like old man knowledge to anybody, any of our pod people or pod guests or anybody listening to this. If your partner in life, be they male, female, they, them, whatever person, name, thing that they are, right? Is a trained professional unaliver. Why would you be messing with your next door neighbor that everybody knows about, including your children, that your professional unaliver has trained to be mini assassins themselves? Why would you think that's a smart thing? Because she didn't care. You saw the fist fight. And then, then pop, pops her right in the face. Yeah, Doesn't even. Popped, yeah. Popped her yeah, right in the face. I, the I, daughter. I, that was a kind of a toxic relationship right there. And it didn't mm-hmm. look like that. They've, um, they probably won a couple rounds before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it, that, that relationships with them was completely split. You know, so, I mean. I guess it all played a part in the movie. 
Did, did you did you notice that when she hit her and she fell back against the TV, they showed the reporter in the news and he looked all like worried, like he was going back. Yeah, like, like the reporter looked at the TV like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was talking to the people that were there around him, but it just maybe that's why they like they did stuff like that. Maybe that's what co- considered a comedy. Yeah, they kind of played off of things like that. I mean, that was pretty funny. Honestly, that whole fight scene was hilarious. I thought it was pretty funny. I, I like it. I think that that was good. And I also think that the um the whole concept of her, you know, when she got on that motorcycle, I didn't understand, I didn't understand the concept when at when we are at the stage right now when she wakes up and there's like the apocalypse has happened for comment or whatever. And she's out there fighting with the guy in the in the alley, the zombie in the alley. Why mm-hmm. did she, this the number two? Why did it a why did she throw the keys? Yeah, we said that too. Deborah's like, what the fuck? Right. I said, what? I said, what? And she's like, Josh game. had a Josh had a good point. What's the point? I don't remember. Yeah, you said that way she could because it was the same hand as she hit oh, him yeah, in the so nose. She could do the palm strike. She had to empty her hand. She didn't have time to push it in her pocket. Palm strike. Neck chop, backflip to the bike, grab the keys, bust out of there. Cause she just put them in her pocket. She was she, she, she was, was freaking out. Ass Jordash, 1984 Jordash, or right. whatever yeah, Cavarici yeah. jeans, whatever they wore back then. And what if she switched the keys to the other hand? Well, she used she both hands hand for the throat punch. Palm oh, strike, shit. throat punch. punch, key finger. That's okay. She wasn't thinking. I really thought she, she was going to do that. I thought she was going to put the keys between her knuckles and all that. And I'm like, man, this is the 80s where, you know. Right. That's what I thought she was going to do, you know. But no. And then she jumped on that bike and she was out. Deborah's you all know? like, I don't know you. That's my purse. <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> How did she lock herself out the How did she lock herself out the uh, theater? I don't understand that. That was so. She put the she trash put the trash can, can at the door. Yes, put the round trash can there at the <laughs> weighted door, where she could have laid it over. Some of the trash would have spilt out, but it wouldn't have rolled that way. I I, I straight up would have put the can down. Yeah. That way, there was more friction there to hold shit back. Yeah, I didn't understand that why she did it like that, but it didn't matter. I mean, whatever, you know. Okay, so we're we're, we're, tw- we're twenty minutes into this pod, we haven't got out of the opening two scenes yet. <laughs> but it's, we're it's still so talking. So, so to the people, to the people that haven't seen this, real quick, what happens was everybody's getting ready, they're partying, they're, they're not calling it Haley's Comet, but it's Haley's Comet, right? And so everybody gets dusted. Main girl wakes up, her boyfriend's there, and um, then her sister, man, her sister slept in a shed. This is the and thing. It protected her, and it protected yeah. her. Yeah, she was in a backyard tin shed. But she, she was said, in a bubble. Bubble? No, she yeah. said she was. No, she was in a long. She was in a bubble. The the t- the the storage was in a bubble that was protecting her. Where are you getting the bubble from? Because she got protected. So, it had to have been a bubble. So anybody that's open. ever been in one in one of these <laughs> metal backyard sheds, 
that she probably they got have it, bubbles. They probably got them at like Sears or Montgomery Ward back in the day. Them shits didn't have floors. So they were just like sitting on the ground. Yeah. And then the doors just kind of close, whatever, and some bad rails and all that. Right. Later on, we find that the scientists, the the mind hive, the brain hive that's there to save all of humanity, they're infected and they're zombies because they didn't close off their air filters. They were underground and shielded and this and that, but they left the vents open so they could breathe. And that's what polluted them. But these two chicks, not that it matters that they're chicks or whatever. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be. Hey, it's you know. all inclusive movie here, man. They get, yeah. they're going to get it all too. Yeah. But they like, survived. So she, they, they, they survived by, by sleeping in a, the, what is it? A movie theater? And a dirt you floor know, shed. And a dirt floor shed. They survived while the rest of the people in the city died beside them and a truck driver and some crazy ass fools that they worked at the goddamn mall. A in truck driver. City, a truck driver that was. was a truck driver that was in the back of his truck. Right. Oh, and man. anybody who has any kind of truck driver relative or ever been in the back of a truck, especially in the 80s, yes, the trailer's made out of metal. Yes, the doors are made out of metal and are fiberglass. But the floors of them shits is wood. I'm just saying. It's a movie. That's right. We're taking it as it is because it's a comedy. And that's funny that that happened. That they were able no to live like that. That's hilarious. I no what I want to know is like, how come some of them turned into zombies? Are they the ones that stayed inside of a building and just... And help how, how, how come some turned faster? The the scientist, the general guy, the guy that was in House of a Thousand Corpses, he said something that made sense. He said, because when they're trying to get the blood after the other human hosts are dying, he said, we don't have to give everybody the, the, the vaccine but. yet, the blood, the transfusion, because of nature, it takes longer for some people to transform. So whoever's sick now will take care of them We'll get more of the blood and then we'll get the other people. So that that's the excuse. That's the one line that saves the whole movie. I didn't see right, writing zombies. wise. There was a couple a couple of zombies. Well, all the uh, scientists turned into zombies. The guy, then, the, the first zombie in the movie. Yeah. No, and then the the four guys in the in the mall. In the mall. Those guys, they were zombies. They took they off were the glasses zombies. and they had in the sunken eyes and all that. They were zombies. The scientists became zombies. They were almost. They were not, not fully zombies. They were getting zombified. They count. It was a zombie. Yeah. But we didn't see any really zombie people that were like, there's only like one zombie. Let's be honest. This movie had like, this is a zombie movie. If you guys like thinking like, oh, we got another zombie movie or something. You got zombies, man. There's a difference between zombies and those freaking uh, walking dead people. Isn't it? It's a, it's a different world, bro. It's a different world. There, there are a couple of things. There are 1984. There is something I did want to point out. One of the little known facts was that the actress the that played Reggie, that uh, Regina, okay, Catherine Mary Stewart, she wrote her own line in the scene when she meets Chakotay, when she meets Robert Beltran. Oh. 
and he has the gun because at first he, you know, they run into him at a DJ, at a DJ station, a radio station. And they find out that the radio station was just run remotely, not even remotely, just by automation. The DJ wasn't real, which they should have understood when it was Saturday and the DJ was like, Oh, it's Friday night. We're still playing the same, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But anyways, that, that would take them to, you know, they'd have to listen. But so he's got the gun. He's like, let me see your eyes talk. Cause he wants to see if they're zombies or not. Right. And then after he sees that they're human, he puts the gun away. So Regina wants to show off that she's all GI Joe. Can we say GI Joe? Is Will Smith going to punch me in the face? (laughs) Keep this movie out. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Will. Hey, you know what? After after all that's come out and all that, I'm still backing Will. Continue. He he shouldn't have punched us in the face. Continue. Of course, Deborah's going to push us past that. Of course, let's keep it going. So that that scene—I don't want to talk about Will Smith. That that scene, she's got the gun right, and apparently she ad libbed this line, and she says, "Oh, that that would be all right for date night in the barrio, (laughs) but we need something with more stopping power." Oh my god! Oh my god! What the fuck was she trying to insinuate in the barrio? Because she's hardcore, bro. She's date night, date night in the barrio. How come it in was the, hard? To, you know, you should have been like, there was like survival stuff there, but I didn't understand why they didn't start stocking piling up on that stuff from the get go. Some food, yeah, yeah. And then I of mean, course, girls just want to have fun. They have to go shopping at the mall when the guy's not around. You know, I can understand that just to blow off some steam and stuff like that. You know, but the whole concept, I think they should have been a little bit more careful. They yeah, they themselves down. You you while he had to leave. That was dumb. Why did he, he wanted to go, to go check on his mom? I could. You know, he turned that, down yeah. the role. He turned down the role and refused it because the original version of his character was all cholo, and he was oh. like, "Yeah, there's enough of that for Hispanics. For well, for back then, there's enough of that for Mexicans already. I don't want to play that." So they changed the character up and made him the way that he was in the movie. Just so they can get him back. Good no, stuff. that's good because I like this character that way. It was really more um, authentic. Yes, yeah. sir. He, he, and he very, still drove the car. The, the, the car. Yeah. <laughs> he, but he was very San Antonio. Very San Antonio, even though they were in Los Angeles. Yeah. It was pretty funny when he was go, when he got to the house and he was running through the house and he started and he was trying to get away from the zombie and stuff like that. He was sleeping on the floor. <laughs> that whole scene was pretty hilarious, you know. He, I think. I, I told Josh when he slipped on the on the guitar, I think that was real. <laughs> they just said we're not we don't have the budget to keep it going. <laughs> keep it going. That, that makes sense. That makes sense because the Uzi scene, or I mean sorry, the Mac 10 scene, when it jams, right? It legitimately jammed. And the director had told everybody, um, whenever we run on it anything or if you flub a line, just keep on going with it. We don't have enough time. Because they were actually stopping traffic in Los Angeles to film this shit early in the morning. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. So, so they're like, if you mess up whatever, just go with it. Just keep on going. We're going to keep on rolling. We're not doing multiple cuts. So when the, the gun bl- jams, she's like, <clears throat> and she tells um, Regina, dad would have got us Uzis. They work better. Right. That was a line that she just came up with out of nowhere. And I told Josh, she probably, like, like her for real, not characterized, but her for real, she probably knew about guns too because I noticed, like, when she said that, she put the turned the gun away from Regina as she was talking to her. And then, like, when they were walking away, she had the gun down. Like, she never pointed it at her or Regina. She had good trigger safety. She wasn't pointing it towards her. I ha- I've not talked to friends. I've, I've quit talking to friends for bad gun safety. I can understand that. And I saw that, too. You know, so I, I felt that they were very adequate with with pistolology i just didn't think that they were just they were just young i didn't think them leaving together like that leaving and then staying back that sucked and i don't understand please understand explain to me this why was it like pulling teeth to talk to her sister about the phone call when the scientists called them <laughs> that was the most horrible conversation i could ever you think you could have with a teenager that was a typical because. teenager conversation. Okay, what else did they say? Come on, think back. Oh, think. and then they said something else. I'm like, so, what? So, picture this. This movie is made in the early 80s. In the movie, this character is A, female, B, teenager, C, blonde, D, <laughs> a cheerleader. They had to make her that way. Yeah, you know, she checked all the boxes for real. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And she did a good job. I think they all did good jobs on their on their characters. Yep. I mean, what can you do with this movie? I mean, you might as well do a good job on your own self. You know. I mean. I mean, it was a it's, comedy. I mean, you, they obviously they, they try to take it serious, but they didn't want to take it too serious to, you know, like not laugh at themselves. I still don't see any comedy. Well, I can see the comedy, especially like when uh, when Hector he's at his mom's house and then he sees the kid and he jumps out of the window and he's like, "There goes the neighborhood." <laughs> like okay. they. I see it now. I didn't see it when I watched it. I didn't see the comedy then, but I see it now. Now that we're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, I see where they are trying to put the comedy. I still, I don't know if I consider it a comedy horror, but I can see where they were trying to do the comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I see more of a, I see more comedy than I do horror. I mean. Everybody was turning into zombies, but we only got like we didn't see any real zombies. 
Well, I, I think the so. Zombies in, yeah, and then the one when he saw the one scene when you saw like the zombies. That one scene when she woke up at the radio station and she didn't know she was dreaming, and then she woke up and she was still dreaming again. Yes. Dreamception. That, yeah, the dreamception. That was pretty dope. That was probably my best scene of the movie. I like that. That was pretty. That was directed very nice. And, and I think the horror part, just because there's only a couple of zombies, I think the horror part is the idea of waking up and the world is gone. Like, there's nobody else. Like, you go outside and all there is outside are clothes and sand from where people were. Can you imagine, like, waking up and then everybody's just gone? And it's just you and a couple people. Yeah. No, I couldn't. I, I guess couldn't. it's it's that's hard. That's hard to imagine. You know, I mean, what would I do? I don't know. Just... I mean, there's lots of things I would do, but you also have to be careful because, well, when you find out there's people who turned into zombies, and then two, there's you have to wonder if there's regular people that are not zombies but are the ones that want to hurt you because that's the way they are like all the you know they want to rob you and stuff so you have to be careful yeah. with that too so and d we are going to do what we would do in this type of situation but it's a patreon only um recording directly after this one okay and I, i'm fascinated <laughs> by this i'm fascinated about this you know because it's pretty she was having a hard time with it she really the, the one sister because she because you know what that was the thing because you could tell because she said that she kept having a rash you know what i'm saying that she was yeah. breaking out you know what i'm saying and they were thinking that she might have been contained um had caught the, the disease infected or whatever, infected you know because of rash because you could tell because she was having these nightmares and stuff like that throughout the entire time so i guess that kind of played a role they kind of that's that's love part right there was pretty like yep Wow, yeah, dude, like that, this. That, that sounded crazy right now. You turn in with like that, just like that. Um, and you have to think about the stress that you know. You have to look, keep looking over your shoulder to make sure you know, no one's behind you. I'm just saying they they made it. Well, they didn't make it the way that they make it in this movie, but they survived the night by being in a Sears Roebuck tin shed and a old movie theater and more people didn't more people weren't i mean how many homeless people were sleeping in a train or something back then when, when they, they weren't called homeless people or shelterly challenged americans they're there when they're hobos and you had a stick with a bandana holding all your stuff your bindo bin whatever it was bag well, you have to clown clown makeup and overalls well you have to think about it this way they only showed that part that area like we don't know los angeles huge ass los angeles like only eight people survived well no yeah. that's all we saw look look at the guy at the end he came out of nowhere like how many people in the rest of los angeles there there might be other people who slept in storages and lawn sheds what do you mean mm, came out of the... nowhere yes what the guy at the mean? end Right. In the car. Right. DMK? Yeah, he came out of nowhere. Like, he came driving 
I mean, he wasn't there the whole movie, and he. I'm saying he came out of nowhere. We don't really know if there's other people that are out there. We just know from what they showed us, like, like that area. Yeah, I'm with you. But hey, you know, I mean, he was hanging out there at the movie theater anyway, so that's why he beat the score because it was his name on the doggone arcade game. Yep. Freaking goofy! Jump. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> hey, they've been warned. That's one of the things I've, re- you know, I wanted to put this movie out November fifteenth. This episode, this podcast, November fifteenth, because it would have been the thirty-nine year anniversary of this movie. Oh wow! But we're gonna put it out sooner than that. Um, but yeah, thirty-nine years. So. What? Nothing. Deb's making that look. Well, because I thought we were going to do that. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here. My brain hurts. It's all right, Josh. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's a good. I mean, I I understand the passion about this movie that you know some people can have. You know, because it is kind of scary waking up like that. You know, and not having and being able to know what you're going to do and stuff like that. And then you have to try to push it together, and you got these crazy scientists you know they want to uh kill you or anything like that because i thought that one chick she was going to be the bad guy i thought she was doing something bad but she was actually a good scientist she looked yeah. like she you should know. be in a conan movie yeah, <laughs> yeah she does <laughs> yeah why would they get so stupid why were they still doing all that stuff because they told them they said they had enough blood they had because enough they, they were fine they just wanted to because keep going. they were losing their humanity and zombifying and they just wanted to eat. Right. Yeah, and they kept forgetting how much they were taking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how they knew that they were changing because they kept having memory, short-term memory loss. Yep. yep. It's bad. It's bad. And they That's were all just about. changing. Right. And that was it. I mean... Well, and then my favorite part is Chakotay comes back saves everybody him him and regina save everybody and then they all live happily ever after they they find the two little kids a boy and a girl and they became an instant microwave family and then the 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 cheerleader sister she's drinking beer in the streets and all that and they're like we're gonna use the crosswalk because we have to maintain society it's our rules to carry the weight of the burden of, of society on our shoulders right so they're trying to, they're using the crosswalk. Then here comes DMK, almost kills the sister. And then as soon as sister is like, all right, let's go slam. Cause that's what she said. You know, that's what she was saying. Let's go slam. Yeah. Yep. And they drive off. They're, they're carrying the burden, the weight of society on their shoulders by using the crosswalk. And what's the first thing they do? Play football in the fucking streets downtown. There's, they're just showing. Okay. Before I answer that. I want to go back. This is why the little sister was getting mad because older sister was getting everything because you said that Hector and Regina saved the day, but it was actually the little sister and Hector that drove over there to save everybody. That's right. My bad. See, and that's why she's mad because people keep forgetting about her. And see, also she was mad. She was like, well, I, I want to hook up with Hector and um, 
older sister's in the way. She's always made it with all the people I've been trying to hook up with. Right? She confronted her about it. Yeah, yeah she you know, did. They just, yeah, they just laughed. And then they left. <laughs> Hector should have been a gentleman and been like, ladies, ladies. No. I know Hector what you're going to gonna say. No, because little sister was little. Hector was old. By the end of this movie, she was grown. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, she no. was in high school. She was in high school. She was either like a junior, maybe a senior, but I would think a junior. But no, I'm I'm saying by the time this movie ended, that and the actress was like thirty. Yeah, but still, no. So it's okay for her to drive drunk in the streets like she did earlier in the movie. But now that <laughs> that she's was a 20, dream. Now, now that, she she's 20, a dream. now that she's 20 years old at the end of the movie, because time had transpired, now that she's 20 years old, she's still too young at 20? No. No. Well, but by that time, she didn't want Hector anymore. Well, yeah. You don't she know that. You don't know that. They could have. Hector and Regina you know. were perfect. They were like the same age, probably. I don't know. Maybe that's Hector was even older than him. Than all of them. If that's about all that your people that you have, you know, you got to think, you know, like we got to start repopulating this world, you know, me getting married <laughs> to one person at that point in time probably would not have been the most smartest thing. Yeah. I mean, that, come that on, is you true. But honest, honestly, around, son. before they worry about repopulating the earth or anything or hooking up like that, they should at least try to find a couple of other people to, to make the gene pool not so shallow. Yeah. yeah, you can get around that, but you know, you got to get in where you fit in. So I think they should, Hector should have really took it upon himself to really, uh, you know, <laughs> make sure that that happened. I thought he was kind of like, you know, for, for the betterment now. of Earth and all society moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And besides, you know, it's, it's fine. You're not crossing in, you're not crossing the streams. Yeah. Deb, Deb, what's shaking your head? Because. <laughs> I, I think okay, it's time. Okay. To, <laughs> I think it's time to for the rating system. What do y'all think? Yeah, I'm cool with it. Hit with that. All right, Deb, are you ready? I'm good. Cobweb, are you ready for the cheese? It's perfect for this movie. Watch your screen, Cobweb. Watch my screen. Calculator Doom Time. Oh, wow. Now that's pretty cool. I thought that was pretty hip. I mean, like, man, you guys got to see this online if you see this dude, but he's like freaking cool. That's our Calculator Doom look. That's, that's the Calculator Doom in my imagination. I thought he would have been bigger. <laughs> it's bigger than the whole screen. <laughs> I'm just saying. I thought he was. I'm on. I'm on a, a monitor over here. If you're looking at your phone or whatever, I mean, it's, it's perspective. <laughs> I, mean, I liked it, Josh. It was awesome. Oh, okay, I liked it you. too. I just thought he, he just. I see. He just seemed bigger in my mind. 
It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply. <laughs> Cowboy, what do you give this movie? <laughs> All right, I'm going to give this movie a, uh, I'm going to give it a six. Okay. In this movie. Even though you're holding up a nine. That was a nine? No, this is a six. Is it? Yeah, but you had it upside down. Upside down. I'm sorry. That's a six. All right. That's you a gave six. it a six. I gave this movie a six. Um, one of the reason I said that the number two, because you know me, I, I did I did count them because I only saw two of them. And that was only two black people in this movie. The first one, I thought it was LL Cool J. I saw him at the beginning. That and is yes. LL Cool J. That is one hundred percent LL Cool J. Yes, I saw that. I was like, "Is that LL?" I was like, "Really?" I thought it was really quick. I didn't check the credits or anything, so it was him. Yes, yes that was LL. Because I, I said the same thing, and then Josh looked it up. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Uh, the second one was the um, the zombie. The zombie. That's it. There were you no have other to continue. You have to. That See for any for any of our listeners. Why, why, why no no no? Why the brother got to be a zombie? For any of our listeners that aren't from America and weren't around in 1984, you have to take into consideration all African Americans. You know, lived in the South, in like, you know, the South, and in New York, there was a limited amount of African-Americans in Los Angeles. And, uh, yeah. Okay. I can accept that. <laughs> Why not? Josh, that's, the, that explanation the, just, it just makes so much sense with this movie. The, the, this is, this is what America. we're dealing with right now. Right. She survived. Yeah, right. She survived in the, a, only, in the tin the, shed and in a movie theater box in the back of a cab and you know what it makes perfect sense to me now there, there were no black people I, in I, california I take, back. I take that back now I'm, I'm still hardened with my six and i'm gonna give it a wild card <laughs> just because it's just because it's shits and giggles yeah dude, this black people only lived in the south that's it didn't live that's up, it. No, in, in new york <laughs> nowhere in, in, in between the south and new york nope just specifically New York, just flew in airplanes back and forth south in New York, south in New York. That's it. Nobody lived in LA back then. Yeah, no. Yeah. Man, around 86, what was that thing going on? Then they that was colors and that was like a whole game. <laughs> and that was a, that, <laughs> colors colors was a movie that was made in Hollywood. Right? Yeah, but about LA gang life, you know, this thing. And then they yeah, had a break in too. But that was all fictitious. That didn't happen for real. That was a movie. Right, that was just a movie. Right, right. Right. This is a telecomment. And it's a movie. 
Yeah. It's a movie. <laughs> the thoughts and views of Josh are of Josh alone and nobody else. Oh man. There I said it. This is the first time ever, ever that I said that. <laughs> you just said I want to go. <laughs> See, I, I wanted to give this movie. I'm going to give my number now. I wanted to give this movie a 10 because it was a perfect, in my opinion, 80s cheese fest bad horror movie. But since Cobweb Post pointed out that only the zombie criminal and LL Cool J were the only two people who happened to, you know, have a higher melanin count. Now, I can't say that because it could be twisted around and they're going to be like, hey, you ever watch Cast of the Pod? You know, it's that guy and that girl and then that that guy, Josephus, and he's like, I gave that movie a 10 because there was only two black fellas in that movie. That made it great. <laughs> so now I can't say it's a 10 because somebody's going to say that shit. Just and let I, it be what it is. The score is what you score. I, Josephus. I Deb, Deb, put her hand up. Deb, go ahead. I just want to say there's only one Hispanic in here in the movie. This is true in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Hey. And there's only the one Asian, and it was a little girl. This is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Wow. This is true. That's and a whole bunch of white people. Had... <laughs> right. This is what. <laughs> That's why I can't give this movie a 10 now. <laughs> all the all the scientists, every single scientist was white. And they were every all bad one, guys. <laughs> and they were all bad guys. What the hell is we really bringing on to this world? So, here? I mean, and look, and Regina at the beginning was a little racist to Hector. A little? <laughs> so that gun might be good for date night in the barrio. <laughs> Hector. Yeah, that was another thing. She goes Hector. And I'm gonna give my score. So well, I and now I gotta, I, I, well, no, I gotta, I gotta fix my number okay, now. Okay, we'll fix yours. Go ahead. But Josephus can't be making number tens, so not. I'm gonna give it a seven. So okay. I'm gonna go ahead and give mine because when growing up watching this movie. Didn't even realize that there was only one Mexican in there, only one Asian in there, <laughs> only two black people in there, <laughs> and the rest of the bad people were white. I didn't think about that <laughs> until right now. Uh, Back then, I gave it a 10, and you know what? I still give it a 10. I love you, Deborah, <laughs> so much. <laughs> I'm glad you stuck to your guns, Deborah, but I realized what half of me looks like well all of me looks like with the half that's on the outside so i, I gotta knock it down three points to seven. <laughs> that's okay because it's they still got my 10. hey that's good. i enjoyed the movie just as much as i did when i was little it so, just i have more questions now yes, yes. <laughs> the, the, answer. <laughs> the, the movie with our rating gets a 7.6 which you can round it up to an eight if you'd like. 
or down to a 7.5. But yeah, 7.6 and a bunch of other sixes. Well, that's pretty decent. I mean, it's not a scary movie, ladies and gentlemen. You guys not going to be something like, ooh, whatever. But if you want something just to like look at it and be like, is this thing we're watching? And you'd be like, okay. All right. And then you're going to keep on going. Yeah, I mean, I liked, I love the movie. That's why I was like, I was the one who chose it. And then I was like, wait, I haven't seen it in a long time. Like, I hope I'm not disappointed. And nope, I wasn't. And Josh was like, it was head of his time and everything else like that. As he's sending me taxes back and forth in the chain, it was head of his time, bro. Because yeah. because the ladies yeah. weren't damsels in distress until they were damsels in dis- distress. But, you know, they talk about there's no strong female leads. Um, you know, it wasn't until Captain Marvel. But then they forget, like, Zagorny Weaver and Aliens and all that. And then... She was a badass. Yeah, she was a badass just being a badass. You know? And if they wouldn't have done the girls just want to have fun scene... Both of these ladies would have just been hardcore badasses. I agree. But they had to do they had to do the just girls just want to have fun so they could play the song. It was on the soundtrack. Yeah. They spent yep. a lot of money I mean, on it. This... the most expensive thing that they spent money on in this movie. Cindy Lauper. <laughs> we gotta yep. think about it. Cindy Lauper was pretty awesome. I mean, she's still awesome, but she was like pretty awesome back then. WrestleMania. You have to- WrestleMania. She got kicked by Piper. <laughs> I thought my world came to an end. Yep. I mean, you have to have Cindy Luffer on your movie if you want to be awesome. This is, this is true. Very true. So, I mean, they have to put it in somewhere. And then, I mean, come on, they have to change clothes. So, which way? Which better way to have change like clothes? Action if you figures, go. though, where they needed an outfit change for the action figures, they didn't make Night of the Comet Barbies. The only thing I didn't like on that part is that um, Regina, oh no, the the blondie, um, Samantha, that was her name. She where she put her gun. Oh yeah, far and away she, from them. Yeah, and then when she went to go look for it, she was like, yeah. I did like the mall security guy, but she's like, you're crazy. And he's like, I'm not crazy. I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Those guys were pretty <laughs> crazy. Those guys were pretty nuts. But, you know, it was what it is, I guess. That's why I got a six. I wasn't really impressed. But they were turning into zombies. I, I, I think all my... I think all my possible my possible 10 that I was going to give it is just like nostalgia from seeing it back in the day on cable when, when we had when we did have cable momentarily back in the day. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I the first time seeing this movie, you know, I never even heard of this movie because you guys kept pumping it up that we got to do it, you know, so we, I was like, you know, what, let's get it out the way. I'm down with that. When Jeff said, let's do it, you know, and you know, I, it's it's um. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did give it a fiber less, so I mean, it has to. Right. It's something. Something in there that I, you know, I did like some of the stuff. Like I said, it was kind of funny. You know, all I, I want to say so is, as Cobweb was counting people of color, <laughs> right? 
the the term the the the, the politically safe but not whatever term, right? I was thinking to myself when he pointed this out, I'm like, did I miss boobs? Is he talking <laughs> about boobs? Did I miss horror movie boobs in this movie? No, they show boobs. They, they that's what I thought. But that's what I thought Cobweb was talking about counting. And I was just like completely caught off guard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they showed they showed them getting undressed, but they didn't show. Like they left it to the imagination. Yeah, yes, that was uh, kind of weird too. A hundred percent though, the guy that looked like LL Cool J was definitely James. That's what's up. So LL Cool J was in like two movies back in the eighties, three. Which one? You think about because he was in uh, Crush Groove, okay, okay. Wow. and then he was also in Wildcats. We're going on. Oh, I love that movie. And now Football. he was in this one too. Yeah, so that's like three movies. You know, LL Cool J has been doing eons. He's still getting it done. Yeah. Cob- Cobweb, are you yelling into your mic? What's going on over there? All I hear is R2D2. Yes, that's what I hear. I'm sorry. No, I apologize. I didn't mean to do anything. So, so this movie got an eight, you said? 7.5. Right. Right. Stop trying to hype the score up, Deb. It's 7.5. You have to round it up. There is no point fives or point anything. You have to round it up. I so thought we had point fives in our system. Well, I mean, you do, but you still have to round up the, at the end. If it was a 7.4, then it would just be a 7. But because it's a 7.5, it's an 8. Is she like serious like right now? Is she like, yes. she is. I think she is. I am serious. She's adding fluff. This movie has a lot of fluff in it. Well, it's up to this you. This movie guys. is awesome. Why are you trying to knock it down for? All right, fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock the hustle. I'm just gonna call it <laughs> what it is. Fine, Deb. You can have it as an eight. See, here's the scary oh, thing. Reluctant eight. You're gonna call it reluctant eight. <laughs> Okay, asterisk, I can go asterisk. with that. Yes. <laughs> so if I would have went with the 10 that I originally was going to give it until Cobweb made me feel bad, the movie would have rated an 8.6, which means right now Deborah would have been arguing the point that it was a 9. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I would have. Right. No. It's not a I'm nine. not lying. <laughs> I, I would have been saying it's going to be a 9 out of 8.6. If it would have been an 8.4, then it would have stayed at 8. Jeez. All right, I think we're done. <laughs> All right, who's going to I love the movie. I Dead. got this. Cobweb's got it? All right. I got it. So, hey, guys, check it out. Um, you just been listening to another episode of Cast the Pod. And... Um, we got a lot of stuff coming up for you guys coming up this month. We got some celebrity guests coming in next week. Brandon from Upkick MMA is going to be here. So tune in for that because we're going to have a really good time with that. And we got a really great movie to listen to. So um, we'll see you guys next week. I'm a uh, cobweb. I'm Josh. And I'm Deb. 
And you've been warned. Yep. Hey, everybody. Sayonara. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.